Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Hello, everybody. This is Anna, your fearless leader into the airwaves of this beautiful blind love radio frequency that you are listening to now. I am so happy that you're listening. Thank you so much for taking the time. And it's been a little while since I've come on and shared an episode. This past Pisces season, y'all, oh my goodness. (sighs) Just take a deep breath with me and let it out. (sighs) Like, what the fuck was that? That it was so intense. Um, The Pisces moon had me in a dark night of the soul. Like, I am a Pisces moon. I don't know if it just like spurred something within me that was like already turning it was also with the mercury retrograde I feel like it was shattering all of these delusions that I had and like really needed to wake up to this reality and it was a total tower moment like with movie it was like the end of March moving into that Mars energy pushing the um just relaying the foundation and whenever you do that if you think of road workers outside like freaking like fucking up the road but it's like it has to be done so then it could like pave this new way for you um and I feel like all of that happened which was really intense but I feel like I'm out of it on the other side brighter and better um I don't know if I'd say better but I moved through it, like, out of contraction for the time being. Um, Also, the Aries Libra moon was really intense also, that full moon. And I'm recording recording this on the Aries new moon. Um, Things are pretty good with the Aries new moon. I'm liking this. It feels like a nice, fresh start. But I feel like we got more work to do. This is very interesting that we're having two full Libra moons. So only time will tell what will happen. Um, I feel like Libra relationships are a big thing in my life right now. Very evolving. I'm evolving through my relationships. Um, I have, if you're an astrology nerd, I have, um, I'm a Scorpio ascending. So that means I have Taurus in my seventh house. And as we all know, Uranus is in Taurus now. Those relationships are being shaken up um, to be able to grow. I'm really, you know, I'm doing a lot of work on myself so I can um, make myself, you know, a better, to be better of service in my relationships so that um, you know, working on yourself, that Aries energy, but then also working on your relationships, the Libra, the harmony between the two. It's like a dance. And I feel like with Uranus, it's like a dance that you are just kind of stepping into and you're kind of taking a lot of missteps and it's like you're thrown into a hip hop class and you're like, I, <laughs> I can't do this. I'm so uncomfortable. But like, you just got to give it a shot. So I'm going with it. So within my big like Pisces contraction, I would say, I produced a I produced two Oracle decks. Um, one is available for purchase through the link in my bio of my Instagram, Blind Love Tarot, or you could just Google it. It's Blind Love Radio Deck of Frequencies. And that is being published through MakePlayingCards.com, which is an independent self-publishing tarot and playing card deck maker type person, um, company. And it's awesome. I got to design it exactly how I wanted it to. Um, They are linen cards, so they feel really good in your hands. 
Um, they're your standard tarot deck size. Like I like being able to shuffle my cards really well and being able to like fit in my hands and not too big, not too small, like kind of Goldilocks in the tarot world, I guess. Um, I'm really in love with it. I've been using it and it works like legit. I was so excited. Um, I was like, it was funny. I used it in, in tandem doing a tarot spread and I laid my cards out and I was asking about something and I was kind of nervous about money and this card fell and I put another card in its place. One of the, um, my Oracle deck cards and it was tune into the frequency of abundance. It was like, bitch, stop worrying about money. Like get your, get your head straight. Um, so I really like it. It feels, it feels like a good mother, like telling you what you need to hear, but telling you with love, like you feel good getting the message is, um, at least I feel good. I feel like some decks are kind of mean, but it's definitely not a mean deck. Um, I feel like if it was an astrological sign, I guess it'd be a Pisces, um, but it feels a little bit more like a cancer, I guess maybe because I have my Pisces in the fourth house. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm getting a little too astrological here, but I love it. Check it out. It is, the idea came to me in a yoga nidra class. Um, I was thinking about frequencies and this idea that we can tune into different frequencies, like different energies. Um, astrologically and otherwise and I just thought some things you just can't see you need to hear like do you hear my dog drinking water she's lapping it up you might not be able to see it but it's happening um I don't know that kind of (laughs) got a little off track but you get my idea it's kind of cool um So, and just this idea of an unconditional loving frequency, like all of these different frequencies equal to love source. Um, I'm just loving it. I'm really proud of myself and I'm really excited to let it out and be of service to the world. If you buy it, take a picture and show me because I'm going to be so excited. Um, And yeah, so... I guess we can kind of move into, oh, I have, I also made another deck about intuitive eating deck. So you kind of like pull a card and then based on that fruit or vegetable, you can decide like what would nurture your body and your soul. Um, And that's been pretty good too. I was sick and it told me to eat a lemon or drink some lemon, whatever. I put some lemon in my tea. Um... Yeah, so that's kind of been fun. I had my dad pull it. He got carrots. We made him eat a carrot. My sister pulled some parsley. We made her put some parsley in her food. Um, So that's been really fun. I really liked that one. Um, But that will be out later. So I don't want to like overwhelm everybody like buy all of my decks. But uh, so Blind Love Radio, a deck of frequencies out now. And now we will move on to our amazing guest, Maya Hawthorne from Ursa Minor Tarot. Definitely go over to Instagram, give her a follow, and check out some of the work she's done with the tarot. I find her really insightful, and I loved our conversation. She brings a history of being a midwife, which was really fun to talk about, since I really have no... um, insight into that world so that was really fun to get a little sneak peek um, into her insights and experiences through that and how that translated into the tarot she had so many fun things to say about being pregnant and pulling cards um, and kind of getting an idea of like what your child might be thinking or feeling um, or just energetically So I thought that was so brilliant and what a fun idea. I never even thought of that. Um, So I just had such a fun time talking with her and I think you guys are going to love this conversation. So if you're into tarot, then check it out. I know you guys are going to love it. 
All right. Thank you guys so much again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you on the other side. Okay, so we are live with Blind Love Radio, and I have Maya here. So why don't you introduce yourself, Maya? Hey guys, my name's Maya Hawthorne. Um, I'm the person behind Ursa Minor Tarot. Um, You can find me on Instagram or my website. And um, yeah, I'm a tarot reader. I'm a former midwife, and I'm a mom of three girls. Two of them are twins. Wow, you've had twins and you've been a midwife? That's crazy. That's so cool. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So do you... Well, s- mm-hmm. okay. No, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was a midwife. Uh, so I attended births for a total of, I think, eight years. Um, my math might be not perfect on that, but I was a professional midwife actually getting paid for my work for three and a half of those. Um... Yeah, it was an it's an intense career. You know, it's it brings you a lot of uh, really amazing experiences. I really, really loved getting to be such an intimate part of people's families and really getting to form these incredible bonds with people. Um, but I say former. I mean, I suppose I could go back at some point, but I just you know I hit that point in my life where I had to make some choices and. Um, it's such an intense, consuming career that I really found I wasn't able to be present in any other area of my life. Um, yeah, so I just I um, made some big changes. I left the practice that I was in, and then I ended up getting pregnant with twin babies about a year after that, and now I can't even imagine. <laughs> wow, it was like going from other people's journey, like dueling them, and then going into your own. That's so cool. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So what do you do now? Like, you have your, are they girls or boys or one of each? Yeah, uh, they're identical girls, and then I also have an eight-year-old daughter as well, so we're just a house of, house of girls. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> I'm, I, I love it, and I think my husband loves it too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I read tarot um, for people, and that's a pretty small side business. Uh, mostly I'm just staying at home. Uh, the twins are nine months now and they're still nursing. So just, um, just really trying to keep my head above water with that. Yeah. It's so it's kind of like recent that you stopped midwifing. Like, yeah. like two yeah. years, two years ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went to my last birth in March of 2017. <laughs> so I pulled a card to see like what we should talk about okay. and I pulled the moon oh, which is yeah. very fitting for Pisces season I think and it's very fitting for kind of this transition of like leaving midwifing and kind of going into the unknown of like what is this next chapter and like leaving something and starting something new um, exactly yeah, yeah. Do you have any, like, thoughts on the moon card? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I I really feel, it's funny, I haven't pulled the moon too much. I pulled a lot of tower in the past year, but I feel like the moon is, um, is that place you go once you're really, like, ready to move forward from the tower. You know, Mm -hmm. of course, you have the star in between there, and and the star is is that kind of, like, taking a breath and trying to kind of and just let the dust settle I think and then the moon is like all right well I don't really know what's next but I'm uh I know I'm not moving backwards and mm-hmm. I, I've been doing a lot of yeah I think what the moon calls for which is just kind of taking the time to sit with yourself and uh really dive into your shadow and see what's down in there you know one of those things that I've been maybe hiding or repressing um which is really a lot about why I ended up starting to offer reading tarot for other people. I mean, I've read for myself for years and years and years. Um, and it's funny because, I mean, I think midwifery is kind of a scary profession in a lot of ways. It, you know, it's life and death. It, you really put yourself out there. But for me, that never felt that scary. It felt like something I could do. But 
something as simple as like reading tarot for someone or having my own business in that way is like the most terrifying thing I, I could imagine. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so in some ways it was like learning that kind of when I was spending time in that moon phase is almost what pushed me forward because yeah, that fear is, you know, it kind of shows you the path forward sometimes too, you know, or the path towards pulling those treasures out of the shadow. Yeah, totally. And I feel like sometimes you know where you need to go just by how much it scares you. Like that's like an indicator, like, oh, I should probably go and do that thing. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Cool. So what brought you to tarot? You said you've been doing it for a while, but how did the cards come into your hands? Well, um, I suppose my very first deck um, was actually my dad's, and he was not a tarot person. He was Catholic and not a talker. Like, he really didn't talk about it, anything. Um, But it was just kind of in our house. And so at some point when I was a teenager, I just kind of was like, well, these are going to be mine now. And that's like an old kind of weird vintage Rider Waite deck. Ooh, that's cool. Um, And, you know, I was like, whatever, 12 or 13, and I spent like a couple of summer days trying to memorize each individual card and didn't get it and put it away. And I always kind of loved the the idea and felt attracted to it, but, um, you know, kind of just moved away from it. And then kind of in my more recent life, uh, I guess about 12 years ago now, um, I've if you're familiar with the Mother Peace deck, a friend did a reading for me with the Mother Peace deck, and it was really profound uh, at the time. And so that really got me started. Then I got myself a copy of the Mother Peace, and that's really the deck I read with for myself for the next like 10 years. Um, and yeah, I just had cultivated a very, um, like a routine practice of really regular. Uh, daily or at least weekly readings for myself mm-hmm. really guided myself through a lot of major life transitions with that deck um yeah yeah how does your practice like continue to evolve as your life is evolving yeah oh gosh um I, I think so much depends on like uh how much I'm in need of like self-help <laughs> you know yeah. just like because so, I really love the fun of tarot, too. And I'm really, like, I'm, I'm a pluralist. I really like um, just, like, stupid, silly readings for fun. You know, I think, and I think that having that kind of playful relationship is great. But, I mean, obviously tarot can be so deep. And, um, and really, look, you know, looking at those deeper psychological, you know, needs of self-reflection and just, you know, help sorting your own stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I feel like that the deep psychological stuff is probably the, the root of what I did for so long, you know, like really in my 20s, I mean, you know, you're growing up, you're learning about yourself um, through my Saturn return when I was turning 30. Um, so I think now I'm in a place where I'm, I'm, back to having more fun and being more playful with it lately. Um, I've really gotten into Marseille style tarot and like hip decks. And so in, in some ways, like not just my relationship to it, but also just like the way I read and the, the system that I use, like that's evolved recently. Ooh, like um, what? Well, I just, I, yeah, I just found myself moving away from, from Wade Smith decks recently. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I still the problem is I really love uh like indie decks and I love all the art that comes with it so I still have a ton of Wade Smith decks because that's what people mostly make mm-hmm. um so I like being able to kind of go back and forth or have both systems in my head regardless of what type of deck I'm reading mm-hmm. um but I really I've been really enjoying like hip decks where without the illustrated pictures on them um like for the miners where it's all like wands like the uh pig in other worlds yep yeah that was my gateway deck yes i love that deck oh my god that is like my soul deck 
Yeah, it speaks so beautifully, doesn't it? It's so it clear. does. It's so clear. It feels like a reflection. I bought it on the Pisces moon last summer. Oh. So I ordered it like that night on the full moon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just has a Pisces personality where I feel like it almost speaks to me like in water. Where a lot of times it feels like a reflection, like I'll do, I'll pull a couple cards and then it just seems like it's asking me to sit on the other side, like to be able to look at it from a different perspective and it's like, oh, if you do this, this, and this then, then this will be unlocked. Mm, I really feel that. It really makes me think of like the king and queen of cups in that deck, how they're both just like sitting and... Just their, their posture and their, like, dreamy expressions and that contemplation. Yes. Yeah, I really, I agree. It's, like, throughout that whole deck very much. Yeah, there's a lot of space to it, it feels like. It's, like, it feels like you're reading between the lines, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that deck, and I wanted that deck for so long and didn't get it for so long because of the minors, and I really just doubted my ability to engage with it without having to like unpack through a guidebook every two seconds mm-hmm. um and and yeah and so what but I finally buckled and I got it and I loved it but I was you know nervous and so I finally was just like I'm gonna turn to YouTube and be like all right YouTube convince me like I know there are people out there who prefer the Marseille style it convince me like why should I like to read this way and I totally got convinced It's so so funny because I didn't even know it was a factor. Like, I was always reading with the Rider deck, and then I did uh, Lindsay Mack's Tarot for the Wild Soul course, and I was like, I'm learning all of these. I'm, like, really committed to really learning it, and, like, I'm putting it out there that I, like, want my soul deck. And I had gotten, like, a bunch of other decks. Like, I had gotten, like, the Wildwood. I had had, um, like, the Morgan Greer. Um, Like, a couple other ones that are really beautiful, but they just never felt like they spoke to me. Like, they didn't want to work with me, really. Yeah. And it feels like the only ones who do want to work with me are the Marseille-style ones. Oh, that's so interesting. So do you have other types um, of Marseille decks that... that Yeah, I have, like, a couple. I have one that's, like, the Italian tarot. I have one that my husband ordered me from this... um, I don't... I can't recall his name off the top of my head, but he made one of, like, the first... He reproduces one of the first tarot decks. And he's, like, a small printmaker himself. And I think it's like the Viscotti or oh, Viscotti Sforza. Yes, and yeah. but that that one I feel like I'm like it feels very sacred, but it, it I like to draw like one card a week from it and get to know it that way because I feel like the images are so different and they like add in like female knights and there's like all these other court cards and there's like different there's like virtue and temperance and or virtue charity and faith um are also cards in it and I feel like I'm not as fluid because I just haven't like felt the language with it as much but I'm trying to like move through it slower um so I can kind of like steep in it. So eventually I'm hoping I'll be able to read with it. But yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to just be learning something new too. I mean, that's one of the, the great draws of tarot too. Is that, you know, you can constantly be learning something and using, using those brain. Totally. Brain. Oh my God. There's like so many layers to it and you're always yeah. finding something out. And I just love how it like, when I'm doing daily pulls, like, the way the energy shows up is so fun. Like you were saying, like, tarot can just be fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, just surprise. Like, I remember once I pulled the Five of Cups, and I literally had, like, three cups of water spill that day around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a playful, 
that. There is. <laughs> it's like not always gloom and doom, you know. It's just like, yeah. ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck around with you today. <laughs> yeah. But in exactly. a loving way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your favorite card? I think my favorite card is usually strength. That answer always mm. depends on the deck, but um, oh well, you can't deny like how awesome the Pagan Otherworld's strength card is with that black bear. Oh, I love it. It's so it's so earthy. It is, and yeah, and you just feel like that quiet power behind the bear, and um, I feel like strength and actually the moon are, are kind of connected too, because I think they both have to do with you know the inner duality that we that we have of the you know the shadow side of ourselves and how we how we interact with that um oh yeah I love the strength card it's probably my my favorite what signs are you I am a Taurus sun Capricorn moon and a Libra rising Ooh, what a good mix yeah yeah all sorts of earth I love that. I just, I've been making these like fun birthday cake stands and I just made Taurus this morning. Oh, wow. I know. What a coinky dink. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So how do you feel about the Empress and the Hierophant since they're kind of both like Taurus Venus related? Yeah. I love both those cards. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the imagery in the Motherpiece deck, but, um, you know, those women really disliked both the Emperor and the Hierophant, and both of those cards are very much like, men ruin everything. Mm, I <laughs> and, haven't seen the Motherpiece. Yeah, it was, you know, it was drawn in the 70s, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, we were in a different phase of feminism back then these women felt like they needed to kind of make a point about the dangers, especially with the Hierophant, like the dangers of organized religion. And it's this image of this older man kind of keeping people, he's like acting as a gatekeeper to paradise. And these people are trying to get past him and they're like blocking, he's blocking the way to paradise with his arms. And so, you know, that was how I learned the Hierophant. Um, And, I just always thought it was a negative card. <laughs> and actually, one one of the reasons I like started moving away from other pieces was because I read Rachel Pollack's book, 78 Degrees of Wisdom, a few years ago and loved it. It's a, you know, it's a classic. Love it. Um, but of course, her hair font isn't negative. It's just like a divine message or mm-hmm. um, I don't even remember. Trusting what yourself. Yeah, yes. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Uh, so I moved back into that old uh, Waite Smith deck of my dad's and just started using that for a while. And now, you know, I have a bunch of different decks. But um, but I really love the Hierophant, and I love when it comes up now. And, um, and for me, when I, when I think about the Hierophant, I really think about, like, ritual and practice and, you know, the, the gifts that... Um, our ancestors gave us in terms of things things we can do, practices and ritual. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Just um, without all the, I'm not a religious person. Personally, you know, I was raised Catholic, but, um, but I, I do think there's something to be said for these, like, these things we can say, these actions we can take that people have done over and over for time. And um, for me, the, the Hierophant is about, like, just do the ritual. You know, like, if, you're, mm-hmm. if you need to get your head right, you can kind of fake it till you make it if you do some sort of a ritual action. Um, yeah, I don't know how clear that was. <laughs> no, I, I totally... I feel like I've never truly I don't think I've truly experienced the Hierophant or I I feel like it hasn't really clicked for me yet um but I do relate it to my yoga practice oh yeah exactly like 
totally like taking a ritual that was created by a community for you to be your own gateway to God. Like, it's like not having to go through somebody, but you're using the tradition to like go through the gateway yourself or to walk through it. Exactly. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, kneeling at an altar and lighting candles of certain colors or Mm -hmm. that is, you know, putting a bowl of water outside on the full moon and singing a song. I mean, it doesn't matter, but those are all such great hierophant rituals that, yeah, they, you were your own gateway of God. And I feel like you're usually going when you're like, I mean, you go every day, right? So you make it like a daily practice. So then when you do freak out, you have your practice. I'm kind because I never really understood like, why is it a five? Like, why is it a contraction number? And like, but that kind of makes sense now if you think of it as like a daily practice and you're usually like coming to God, like when you're freaking out. Which, yeah. <laughs> which is fine, right? Like, here's what to do. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole reason why we do all of those practices is so we can live our best life, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, to get through that contraction to the expansion. Yeah. Because it's like if we were able to just, like, trust ourselves already, then we, like, you don't actually have, like, you're able to just, like, sit and be. Like, there's nothing you actually need to be doing. Like, we're all sacred as we are. But, like, when we, but we all forget. So then it's, like, you have to have this practice to, like, come back to who you are. Right. Yes. And, and to just give you something to do so you can just, uh, Busy yourself with that until the smoke clears sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, and just, like, moving it through you. I feel like I got really depressed because of Pisces season yesterday. And it happened to to my yoga teacher also the day before. She just came in and was like, I was feeling so depressed this morning, and I didn't want to come in, but, like, I'm here, and let's work through it, and let's move our bodies and flow, and... Like, I, like, I woke up the same way the next day, and then I was like, you know what, like, I'm gonna do a little ritual at my altar, and I'm gonna do some yoga, and I'm gonna just, like, let the feeling flow, and, like, when you're actually, like, tuned into the moment, it's like, then you allow things to pass, and it's like, allowing yourself to, like, sit in the contraction, too, and not push it away, and be like, why is this happening, Right, exactly. Which I guess, like, how do you think, like, I'm sure being a midwife gives you a ton of, like, perspective about contraction (laughs) and, like, like, leading to this, like, beautiful thing, though. Oh, birth is, like, the ultimate metaphor for all things. (laughs) It's it's really... um, yeah, it's a it's just so applicable that experience and and you know, of course the things that we're saying as we support women through that are like this is you know, this is productive and you know, you're doing good work and uh you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm not you know, I'm doing terribly. It's like they'll grade themselves sometimes. Not every woman of course, but um you'll you know and it's like you don't need to do anything extra or be anything extra. You just have to get through this one. And, um, yeah, I feel like it is it is really helpful to um, have kind of been in that support role for people during such intense moments because you can always think back. And, I mean, of course, I've given birth myself too. And so you can you can kind of always think back to that intensity and be like, well, you know, if – if this is its own kind of birth right now, then I just, I need to get through this moment and then there'll be a break, you know? It feels like so many times in those contractions too, it feels like we're going backwards. It's that like illusion of the spiral. Yes. But like always it's just like, you know, one step back, two steps forward though. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, there's a there's a birth writer I really love named Pam England. She wrote a book called Birthing from Within, 
Um, and it's great. And actually, I feel like a lot of the things that she talks about are just, yeah, because birth is such a great metaphor, it's, um, you know, they apply to just us living our lives. But she's really interested in the symbolism of the labyrinth. Um, but mm. it's, it's the same idea of like this, you know, this path that we walk, the labyrinths in myths are often dark and, and you feel like you're lost a lot of the time, but, but labyrinths aren't mazes. You know, if you've ever walked a labyrinth, you, you just walk, there's no alternate path. You just keep walking forward and eventually come to the middle. Um, and then you turn around and walk back out, you know, which is its own kind of, you know, spiral in and out motion. Um, but I love that labyrinth that, that always stays with me, just that idea of you're never actually lost in a labyrinth, even if it's dark, even if you've been walking a long time and you kind of don't know where you are in the moment, um, you know, you will reach the center. Mm-hmm. It's totally like that moon card vibe, too. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah, what? I, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, actually, that makes me realize that in the Mother Peace Moon card, there is a labyrinth, like, drawn inside the moon. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, what card do you feel like you embody the most? Mm, oh. Um, I definitely feel that... Um, Definitely feel that Empress vibe from myself. I guess like Queen of Pentacles, I often go back to as um, as kind of my card. Mm-hmm. Especially in this moment, I'm like the Queen of like house house making right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mothering. Um, you know, I I really connect with just that earth that earth connectedness. Um, and then personally, like when I think about magic making, I'm really into just like mundane practical magic, like, um, I guess turning daily mundane activities into things like ritual, you know, so even if I'm just folding the laundry, trying to do that with intention and, and enjoy the process, um, while I'm doing it. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I think that's a very queen of pentacles place as you kind of take those higher um you know like hierophant or empress like you take those kind of higher archetypes but you're finding a way to transmute them into the just the daily world we live in Ooh, wow i've never thought of using like the court cards as like i don't know um like gateways for the major arcana I like, I like, yeah, that's a cool way to think of it. I mean, because they're kind of in this middle place, right? They're, yeah. You know, they've kind of perfected that minor arcana journey, but they're not these, like, they're they're people that you could know. Like, they're not these kind of goddess figures that I feel like populate the major arcana. And I feel like um, they're so layered, too. Like, they have yeah. two different elements that are associated with them, and it's like you have that duality within them. Um, yes. which is so cool, and that makes them so relatable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think specifically, like, the pentacle suit, it's always the bottom suit, right? It's, like, the last minor arcana that you come through, and I really, yeah, I think it's all about that, like, I think once you get to the king and the queen, they're kind of building heaven on earth, you know? They're taking all everything they learned from the cups and the swords and the wands and the lower pentacles and they are taking that you know in their highest form or their soul-centered form uh yeah they're taking those archetypes from the majors and they're kind of saying like let's build it around us you know let's let's bring that beauty onto the life that we're living and of course that often looks like mundane or like um how we build our homes and our communities and the work that we do um and I think they're just showing us the way towards doing that beautifully wow spoken like a very wise Taurus Taurus. that was perfect (laughs) I like I'm such a like I love beautiful things I'm just such a Taurus I love that a kid I really like rebelled against all the like 
you know, like they always say, like, oh, Tauruses are so materialistic, and I was like, not me, I'm not <laughs> like that, and I mean, I think in some ways people would still say I'm not materialistic, but I, but I am too, like, it's, stuff isn't important to me, but if I'm going to have stuff, I want it to be, like, real nice. Yes. <laughs> want, uh-huh. Like, the one thing that I have to be, like, good quality, beautiful, yeah, I'm such a Taurus, I just gave in. I love that. I have a stelium in my second house. So I'm a Capricorn, but I feel like I have a lot of Taurus energy, which yeah. is cool. Um, and that's like the whole idea of like paying attention to your senses and like the five senses. And then I realize like, oh, like blind love. Like, that's oh. having to do with a sense. Like, you're using your other senses. And I was like, oh, my God, it's all happening. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love that, too, because it's like you have that name that you created, and then you're still discovering the layers within yourself that, that give that extra meaning for you. It's like, you know, it's like that name came to you. And yes, totally. Where did you get your Insta name? Oh, yeah. Well, Ursa Minor is the Little Dipper or the, um, the Little Bear. Um, and it's the, uh, it's the constellation that has Polaris in it, the North Star. Oh, I love that. I always think about, like, I am not an astronomy person. Like, I do not understand, and I, and which constantly brings me wonder, like, the, the fact that sailors use stars for navigation, I think it still blows my mind, even though it's a very well-known fact. Totally. Because I just can't imagine how they did it. I can barely read a map. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're still working on, like, finding our way around down on this on this side. Um, so for me, like, I think about that with tarot. Like, there's so much mystery behind it, just how and so much depth. And, you know, there's a certain amount that I understand, but there's a lot that no one will ever understand. And, um, and we all use that. We use tarot as navigation, too. So... For me, that's kind of the the track that led me to that name. Ooh, that's beautiful. It's very, like, strength card, too, with the bear. Yes, yeah. Ooh, that's <laughs> so cool. Also, yeah. I feel like strength is, like, a great, like, North Star. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it kind of keeps you focused. It keeps you um, – it's a good place to look if you don't know where to look. Like, well – where are my core values? Like, what do I, who's the person that I want to be? And can I be strong enough to stay there? I, I, yeah, it is a good North Star. And this, like, beautiful, like, melding of gentleness and compassion, but, like, with assertiveness and strength. Yeah. Which is so cool. Oh, I love yeah. that. So what sorts of, like, I don't know. Do you have any magical tarot-related stories? Um. Oh, um, probably a million. I, I know. Mean, I any like, you can think of, though. Yeah. Well, um, I can I can tell this story, which is um, when I was first pregnant and didn't know I was having twins. I would draw. I would draw tarot cards, and that's like the most fun time to draw tarot cards because you're like, "Who's this little baby?" Oh my god, that's so fun! I didn't even think about that. It's so good because there's no way you can check your work until later. And so it's like, who leaves it really magical? And yeah, so I was just trying to have some fun. Like, ooh, tell me about this little baby inside me. And I just kept pulling the tower. <laughs> I just kept pulling the tower. And I kept pulling the lovers, which, of course, is ruled by Gemini twins. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh yeah, so then, of course, I found out I was having twins, and it all made sense because that is such a tower. It's like you, there's a lot you can do with one baby that you just can't do with two. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, oh, and, and I was able to predict gender, too, with with the um, the tarot. I just Ooh. pulled the emperor and the empress, empress out of the deck and kind of, like, mixed those up. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way for, like, yes or no questions, too. It's just, like, pull a couple cards out of the deck that you can assign, like, a yes or a no to. And... Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. When so, I... yeah, so Tara, Tara predicted my girls. I love um, that. 
Yeah, we knew they were identical, so that was gonna. It was gonna be one or the other. Um, yeah, gosh, tarot. I mean, it's just uh, synchronicity just happens all the time with tarot. I, it, it's constantly amazing. I have a funny tarot twin story. So okay. when I was, I don't know, I guess I was like coming out of my teenage years, so like eighteen or nineteen, right before I had met my husband. Now. Um, and I was like doing tarot and I kept getting something. I don't remember what it was, but I was like Googling on the internet back then. And it was like twins, twins, twins. And I was like, what is going on? And then when I got set up on a blind date with this guy and he had two chihuahuas, like two And I was like, oh, my God, it's the twins. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and again, yeah. Yeah, such a weird sense of humor. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, not to compare your twins to chihuahuas, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was just so funny. Like, we stayed together, and, like, those have always been, like, my little babies. It's so funny. Oh, I love it. It's like, when you see this, something's, something's right. It's like, if you can find twins with this guy, then it's, like, uh-huh. you should probably stick with them for a while. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like when you ask Tarot something, and then it will give you, like, something completely different? I used to feel that way, and I've really tried to start committing myself to answering the question asked with the cards that I pull, um, and just kind of trying to be more disciplined about really digging into what the cards could mean, and I find that the, like if I work at it, and if I let it sit for a day, maybe, if I'm really puzzled, um, I find that I can sometimes, I usually pull it out. Mm-hmm. Um but I do, I mean, I do think that the tarot will definitely add its own, like, by the way, you need to pay attention to this, too, kind of a attitude with me sometimes. Yes, I feel like the pagan other worlds does that to me all the time. It's like, okay. no, 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 that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, we want to talk about this thing, too. Yeah, you need to pay attention here. And I think there's always something to be said for intuitive hits, you know, if you're just like, like, uh, this isn't really the question I asked, but I just, I get this really strong impression you're talking about this whole other part of my life. I mean, I, yeah, I think there's, um, that can be really powerful. Yeah, I feel like it just happens where it's so clearly that way, where it's like, okay, like, it's not cooperating, but we're just going to shift our attention. And get something out of this. Yeah. (laughs) Which is cool. So what's, like, your most challenging card? Um, uh, a card that I feel like I always kind of struggle to, to, like, it's like I understand it normally, but then, like, in readings, I'm like, well, what does this mean right now? Is usually... Um, judgment. Yes, um, I struggle with that one also. Yeah, I like it. I love the judgment card, for, like when I'm reading about it or like considering it on its own. But it can be tough. Like it can be really tricky in a reading to be like, well, what is? Yeah. I feel like I become blind to it, and I'm like, no judgments here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just like, hey, let me know you're not judging me. I, like, I have always thought of it as, like, a judgment day. Mm-hmm. Like, more of, like, it came to me a lot when I was getting the Eight of Cups all the time. Like, you hear this call of the trumpet and you, like, have to do what Spirit's asking of you. Like, there's, like, some calling. I feel like that's the same with, like, the Eight of Cups. Like, there's some emotional calling that, like, your your soul and your spirit is being, being like, guided to its purpose. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah. ge- and I guess thinking about, like, 
like tying it in with a traditional form of judgment like when we judge other people or ourselves it's taking us away from spirit if like we're thinking about like oneness so like the more we drop judgment maybe then like the closer we can get with our true oneness yeah yeah that makes me think of a few things it kind of makes me think of you know like in that card are you casting your eyes down and like kind of keeping your perspective limited to just creating judgments of the things around you or are you casting your eyes up to the angel who's calling you Ooh, yeah yeah i like that the calling i never think of it that way i always think of like rebirth or i don't know like almost discernment like trying to separate the old from the new as you move into the sun card but, but i, I feel like, like that- the calling i like i think that really works for me yeah, a call, it, I mean, but when you hear calling, you're always transformed by it. Exactly, it is its own type of rebirth if you choose to, to walk that way. Uh-huh, yeah, and you, you never have to answer, right? It's always yeah. like, you get the call, and then it's an invitation. Always, yeah, of course. Yeah, is there, what? yeah, go ahead. Oh no, that's all, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> So is there any other cards that have been, like, coming up for you? Uh, Recently, I keep pulling King and the Knight of Wands, like, over and over and over again. Um, Ooh, those are two of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're very, like, uh, encouraging, I feel like. Yes, like total cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah, like, you got this. Um, it can be a little frustrating for me because I feel like, yeah, this, this side business I'm running of reading cards for people, I really want to invest so much more energy in it and time than I have. And I always like, I get in these cycles where I'm like, ah, you know, you're just being lazy. You can do it. But, but twins is a lot. And I'm like, no, I'm not lazy. I'm like literally just like drowning in babies right now. And I feel like sometimes the king in the night, like, taunt me a little bit. Like, trust me, I would give you my energy if I could right now. Um, I feel like but you're creating with them. Like, I see no difference between putting your creative energies into a business or taking care of your family and, like, creating life. Like, that feels very Taurus, like, just doing it at a slower pace. Yeah, slow pace is definitely my Taurus nature, for sure. I'm always, like, a little panicked when I get, like, the Knight of Swords or, like, the Knight, like, the Knight of Wands because both of them are such, like, fast-moving cards. And I'm like, how fast do I have to move? I can't do this. I feel yeah. like sometimes they can just be, like, a big, like, inspiration, though. Yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily that you have to, like, immediately act on it. Yeah, more just that that those ideas and that fire and that passion is there for you mm-hmm. and like available for you to access. How do you feel about the pages? Um, I'll, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, like that earth, uh-huh. uh, that earth that anchors all the pages, um, makes me feel very comfortable. <laughs> I feel like I can, like I can really sink into that energy and probably I could like stay in a page energy too long. And I get a lot of like reversed pages in my polls if I'm just like, uh, no, I need to like learn one more thing before I do this, you know, like I need to perfect this thing before I let it out into the world. Um, so it's like, I really love the pages, but sometimes the pages have to like shove me out of the nest a little bit. <laughs> I struggle with the pages. I feel like maybe I'm just like so close to them Mm. that I like can't see myself in it. Um, I don't know. It just feels, especially like the page of swords Mm. is, makes me so uncomfortable. Like something about that, like that it it feels like a little bit like a kid personality where they're they're a little bit of a dick and they'll just like tell you what they think like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 
like brutally honest to the point where it's like you know you need to hear it but it hurts your feelings that's so funny like that like like page of swords i'm like ugh, go away (laughs) i can't (laughs) but um did you ever watch veronica mars when it was on no was it good it was awesome it was this show it was um Kristen bell was the actress um and uh yeah it's like 15 years old now but she's like this high school um high school like private detective basically her dad's a pi and so she's got like access to all his tools and so it's like a detective show but um there's a tarot deck called the illest tarot that uses like celebrities and film characters as all their their oh i love that yes yeah it's a really great deck and they have veronica mars as the page of swords which is like it's perfect like she's really plucky and she is really focused on finding out the truth and like you know obviously like in a lot of shows like that sometimes that gets her in trouble or alienates people but she's also really smart and funny and it, for me just like that that card in that particular deck really changed the page of swords for me to like oh it's Veronica Mars like you're on a search for truth it but almost I, feels a little bit like a comedian too like when you tell a joke it's like kind of funny but it's only funny because it's true yeah 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 i agree like i love that like bratty kid like <laughs> say whatever you want even if it's a little bratty i'm like i get that energy for sure Just, like can't help yourself uh-huh yeah i feel like sometimes they come as like new starts but i feel like a lot of times it'll just be like a download of like a new insight Um, and then I think, like, the knights will be kind of, like, how, telling me, like, what my pace needs to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool, like, discover, going through all of it. Do you ever, like, just pick a card that you want to embody and then, like, I don't know, focus on it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really fun to use tarot in, like, all those different ways, like, spell work, um, yeah, absolutely, um, I often try to embody the star, that's when I'll, because I just, I've got that Capricorn moon, I know you get that Capricorn energy, (laughs) yeah, my husband has a Capricorn moon, oh, man, I know, and he's a Capricorn rising, we have a lot of Capricorn, That magical seagoat. I love it. (laughs) It is. Um, It's the year of my Saturn return, too, and my Saturn is in Capricorn. Oh, yeah. And, like, numerically, it's my, the devil year for me, which is, like, Capricorn and, um, I don't know. There's a lot of Capricorn going on, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta soften it. Yeah, yeah, the star, the star is helpful, because for me, it's like, my emotions get really tied into my productivity. Yes. <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. and, and like, especially like, in this phase in my life with babies, I'm just like, I forget to put value in the things, like, I fed them homemade food today, like, I forget to put value on that. Totally. And so then I'm like, well, I didn't get anything done today. And I get all like, in a snit about it and I feel like I need I just need that star energy to be like you know what doing your best just love yourself just relax like yeah not working is an amazing thing that I've never done since I was 15 like to be home to enjoy this time with my babies I feel like I just I, I need to be really intentional about invoking that star like just let it in like let it be what it is and just let it in and don't do anything extra it feels very hermit too that's something I'm really trying to embody um I pulled that for like my wheel like every month I pulled the card for the year and then that's like my March card oh Um, so I pulled him this morning too so I feel like I'm like diving into that season that's that's tarot magic isn't that so cool it is oh my god I was like oh he just flew out of my deck like don't forget, it's my turn. Uh-huh. 
And it's like, you know, just take one step at a time. Stop making all of these plans. Like, literally, what do you feel like doing, like, right now? And that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, letting, like, being guided by that lantern, that inner lantern. Mm-hmm. And even if you're in the dark, like, you can just be one foot ahead and... Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So is there anything else we haven't covered that you, like, wanted to talk about? Um... No, I think we talked. No, I think we talked about a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to talk with me. Yes, absolutely. That this was just a great, a great experience. Yay! And anytime you want to come back on, you want to take a break from your babies, feel free. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll do this again. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys again so much for listening to today's episode of Blind Love Radio. Definitely give Maya a shout out. Give her a follow over on Instagram, ursaminer.tarot. And you can find her there, all of her tarot insights, book a reading, say hello, say hello to me, Blind Love Tarot on Insta. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could rate and review it wherever you listen, that would be amazing. I hope you guys have an amazing Aries new moon. Plant some seeds that your future self will thank you for. All right, guys, I will see you next time. Bye.